Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of How to Thrive, a podcast about mind and body well-being for the modern woman. I am your host, Nikki Hursthaus, a dietitian and yoga teacher, and within my day-to-day work, I help amazing women feel confident around food and in their body. There is a lot of noise in the nutrition, health, and wellness space, and this podcast is a tool to help you feel confident and empowered in your choices so you can thrive. Just a reminder that the information discussed in the podcast is for educational purposes only and cannot encompass all the nuance and detail of every individual's lived experience. If you are needing some individual support, I do encourage you to book a free discovery call to start that journey. Welcome back to another episode of How to Thrive. I initially planned to title this episode why I can promise so much more than weight loss. It might feel awkward, conflicting, or uncomfortable, but I promise you it's a discussion worth having. Throughout my career, I've worked with clients who've struggled with various aspects of their relationship with food and their body. I've worked with clients battling irritable bowel syndrome, uncontrollable symptoms, but who are also desperate to lose weight. And also those so desperate to lose weight, they will drop tens of thousands of dollars to have surgery to change their stomach. Yet as I journeyed with them, I began to realize that if we don't understand the root cause of the problem, we will never have the right solution. Weight loss in these cases was merely a band-aid and we weren't getting to the root of the problem. I've said it time and time again, and I'll say it once more. Weight is never the real issue. There is this belief that weight loss is the ultimate destination, a place where you will finally find happiness and pure joy once the scales sing out that golden number. But the truth is, it's not that simple. Because so often the real issue lies much deeper. Usually it's linked to a deeper need that's not being met. It could be linked to self-worth, self-esteem, self-doubt, all of those limiting beliefs. But also the mental overload or overwhelm from stress and even not having a purpose in life. So again, and no doubt you'll hear it again and again, weight is never really the true problem. And weight loss and the pursuit of active weight loss can have a detrimental effect on the body in so many ways. When you're actively pursuing weight loss, restricting the energy that our body has to be able to function, then our body has to pick and choose where it sends the energy, what it focuses on. And so your immune system can weaken and making you more susceptible to illnesses. Your gut function may suffer, leading to limited energy. The digestion becomes inefficient and sluggish. Your body may even start using muscle and even muscle of the bowel as a source of energy because it's not getting enough through food. And this can disrupt the gut-brain axis and ultimately cause more stress. 
And then more stress leads to more of that lovely stress hormone, cortisol. This can increase the heart rate, blood pressure, and also start to shut down digestion. The act of calorie restriction in itself causes stress on the body. Weight loss can also impair our focus and our concentration. Because if we're following low-calorie diets, if we're restricting the amount of food and we're not actually giving our body and our brain enough for what it needs to function every day, then of course our focus and concentration is going to be impaired. But the irony is, is that the biggest risk factor for weight gain is dieting. And dieting can show up in a number of ways. It could be restricting food intake, skipping meals, adhering to rigid food rules, or binge eating. These are all from dieting, and this can all lead to other consequences as well, as I mentioned before. So if weight is not actually the real problem, then weight loss isn't really the answer we're looking for, is it? So what is? The solution is simple. We want to ditch the diet and find food freedom. This allows you to build, sustain and enjoy a healthy relationship with food and your body. And this is a journey. It's not an overnight transformation, but it's a journey. So what does a healthy relationship with food actually look like? So it's not always about the type of food or its nutritional content, you know, and making sure we're having all the, quote, right foods and the healthiest foods. It's really actually about how tuned in you are to your own body, understanding its needs and its cues, and also respecting those needs and cues and responding to them. So, for example, are you in tune with your body? Like, can you recognize when you're hungry and when you're not? Can you recognize when you're full? Are you eating appropriate amounts and variety of foods at regular intervals that can actually meet your body's basic needs? And can you comfortably eat with others and enjoy food without guilt and shame and all of those emotions dominating your life? A healthy relationship with food also means the absence of disordered eating. And disordered eating is a spectrum. It's a scale. One end, we may have a healthy relationship with food. The other end, we have clinical eating disorders. And on that scale, it can be other practices of dieting that I talked about before. So restricting food intake, skipping meals, rigid food rules. But then other behaviors like orthorexia, which is like a fixation on healthy, quote, clean eating, binge eating, bulimia, and anorexia. These are all on a scale. But why does all of this actually matter? From the people I've worked with and the people I've supported and also my own journey with food, I can say that your relationship with food is arguably the most important aspect to get a handle on when it comes to food. 
When you restrict food or undertake any other dieting practice like calorie counting, you are not able to function at your best physically or mentally. Your body ends up in a stressed state with your sympathetic nervous system being activated. This stress can then be a trigger for using food as a coping mechanism, leading to other behaviors like emotional or binge eating. So how you think, feel, and act around food can impact how you live your life, but also can reflect a lot of other factors that are going on in your life. Like, is food a coping mechanism for you? When you really struggle with food in your body, is it actually a reflection of a deeper need that's not being met? Or is your brain so tired because it's full up of obsessive food thoughts? All of this matters as finding joy in food and eating for reasons beyond nutrition are essential parts of building and maintaining a healthy relationship with food. Remember that life is a journey, and it's not so much about the destination. It's not about just arriving at a place where your weight has hit a certain number, and it's all rainbows and butterflies. The journey is what matters, and what you discover and learn about yourself along the way. And maintaining a healthy relationship with food throughout many changes in life is a continual journey. As you change and grow throughout life, your body may change too. For women, we go through puberty. You may then have a pregnancy, seeing your body change through pregnancy and postpartum. And then there is the next journey of perimenopause and menopause where so many bodily changes happen. And so much of the way we feel and think about our body was then reflected in what we do when it comes to food. So as I said, it is about maintaining this relationship with food throughout life. And with that continual journey, some of these things are going to change as you go. If this episode has struck a chord, and you're ready to take the next step in your journey towards a healthier relationship with food, I encourage you to sign up to my free masterclass, How to Stop Obsessing Over Food, on the 7th of November at 7.30pm. Or, if you're ready for more, I encourage you to reach out and book a free 30-minute discovery call to talk about how I can guide you through the process of ditching the diet and finding food freedom. So thank you for joining me for this thought-provoking episode. Remember that life is not about weight loss. You have a much bigger purpose than the active pursuit of shrinking your body. It is essential that you have the opportunity to find balance and peace in your relationship with food and your body. If you really love listening to How to Thrive, please consider leaving a review so more people can discover the podcast and share it with any friends or family that may also enjoy listening. If you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, you will get notified when new episodes are released. Any comments or questions, don't hesitate to drop me a line over on Instagram at Nikki Hursthouse. 
Until next time, take care and stay well.